Father in heaven, we're so blessed that we can be here in the house in this day. Lord, we're thankful for the privilege that we have, that unmolested of our government, Lord, that we can be here. We know that there are many on the face of this earth in this day that don't have that privilege, and so we would pray that thy spirit would speak to them in their quiet places as well. Lord, pray that as we look into your word in this this day that's set aside to honor our fathers, Lord, that we would we'd be motivated by the words that we would read and that our hearts could be moved at some of the messages that are contained in your word and, and pray that perhaps we can see things a bit differently than we have in the past. And especially in a world that wants to place influence on us in, in ways that differ from your word, Lord, we pray that the clarity of it could be a light in our hearts and in our minds to speak specifically to the needs that we have as thy children to be thy hands and feet and to be salt and light and, and whatever other description we want to use, but to be tools to project your influence and your love to the world around us. And so, Father, for it, we'll give thee thanks in advance. Pray that thy spirit would speak to us and ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. I ask you to turn, turn with me uh, to Ephesians chapter 6. Um, <clears throat> I'll confess right out of the gate that I really don't like having Father's Day services. Um, I mean, it's, uh, I know the joke always used to be, I mean, I heard Dad tell it many times that, you know, on Mother's Day we praise mothers, and on Father's Day we, we um, reprimand fathers. And then as the one that needs the most correction, um, it just doesn't seem like the place to, to be is for me to be reading some of these things today. But um, I had a bunch of experiences in the last, call it six weeks, um, in, in interacting with a bunch of other dads. And it, most of it's come around doing some coaching things and, and just seeing different personalities and seeing how different folks interact with their kids. Um, but one verse that it, it's actually found, the same thoughts found two different times in Scripture that, that really jumped out to me is a verse we're going to read in, in, in Ephesians here. And it's the verse that says, Fathers, provoke not your children to wrath. We'll read a couple more verses there, but this, this thought and this theme has been in my mind a lot lately. And, and wondering what that means and, and what kind of sensitivity as a dad uh, I need to have. Um, and then there was another phrase that I'm sure many of you heard this week, or a comment that was made, a quote that was made, um, where the president said, these are all our children. And we're all laughing, I know. And, and for some that are laughing, I know you heard it probably the same spot I heard it. And it, it, it struck me at first as a warm thought. It struck me as a thought that, you know, we need to care for all of our kids, like the world's kids. You know, we, we are the world. We are, there's, a, you know, songs we could sing. Um, and then, then my mind shifted to, no, they're my kids. They're my kids. I need to protect my kids, which I thought was a very honorable thought as a dad. And then I thought, um, as a church, they are our kids, that's not me looking to shirk my responsibility, but in many ways, I think about my life and growing up in, in this congregation and in our congregations as a whole. Um, 
I spent a bunch of time talking to some father figures in my life at the wedding last weekend. Um, my, my best friend's dad was there, and it was interesting. I mean, he, my best friend wasn't there growing up, but his dad was there, and I connected with Uncle Paul like immediately, kicked right, picked right up after or where we had left off, and thought about some of the influences that he's had in my life. And it, it struck me that we, we have so many influences around us, father figures in my life, mother figures in, in my life that were not my blood relatives. Some were my blood relatives. Not to minimize my blood relative mothers and fathers and grandfathers, but, but we have so many influences around us that we cherish and we, we, that have such an impact on us. And that I trust so much. But then I had to think of some of the other influences, and I know this is a long introduction, some of the un- other influences that have come about in my kids' lives um, that are not church influences. My neighbor is a huge influence in our kids' lives, and I trust very much. There have been, I've talked about it before, remarkable men that have helped coach with me or have co- helped coach Ethan or that, uh, some, that are coaching Ellie that have had influence in certain ways that makes a, a huge impact on them. And it struck me that, you know, some of those things have just happened dynamically and, and um, organically, I should say. And I don't know that I gave as much thought as to the influencers in my kids' lives. Church, I didn't have to, I felt like I didn't have to give it much thought. The Lord blessed us as a family together that we can um, grow up and grow old together, and, and I cherish that. But it, it struck me that, you know, when, when I read this verse, that I need to provoke not my child to wrath, it made me wonder and question some of the, the, the depth beyond that as to, well, what should I be doing? So, way too long of an introduction. But actually, let me do this. First, I'd like to read Colossians 3.21. Don't have to turn there. I'll just, I'll just read it. Because Colossians 3.21 is, is a little more abrupt. It says, Fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, or children to anger, lest they be discouraged. If we then turn to Ephesians chapter 6, the similar verse says, And fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. The verses that precede that are, starting with verse 1, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may may be well with thee, that thou may, may livest long on the earth. And then, and ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. As parents, as a, as a father, maybe I'll just lean on the fathers. Have you ever provoked your child to wrath? Have you ever pushed your kid too far? I think kids are the... Um, are the the reflection or the mirror of ourselves or some of our... They can be the mirror of the best attributes of our lives and they can be the mirror of some of the toughest attributes in our lives. 
I'll give you a couple examples. Um, Max is, is not here with us this morning. He's sick at home. Um, and so Ash is, is watching him. I've spoken with Uncle Hans about this a number of times, that you, you, you think you have your kids figured out, and you think, you know, the first one comes along, and, and you learn how to raise that one, or you think you learn. Then the next one comes along, and the guidebook that the first one came with gets thrown out for the second one. Then the third one comes around, and he takes both guidebooks and sets them on fire in the kitchen. Like, they're not the same. You, it, nothing, none of it works the same way. And just some, some interesting attributes. I mean, Ethan is, uh, there's a, a, Ethan is a reflection of certain aspects of me that, as a kid, um, my mom said, you're going to have ones just like you. And Ethan is turning out to be, in those aspects, not in everything, to be just like me. And we talk about this is not surprising him. We talk about it. So some of the things that are the most exciting for him were the things that were the most exciting for me. And some of the things that stress him out are the things that stressed me out. Ellie has the same thing. I'll leave out Ellie's similarities to her mom because they're almost endless. But I'm a pretty sarcastic person. And in raising my daughter, I, that sarcasm has come out. Ethan is never sarcastic when I interact with him. I, I, it's just not his nature. Ellie has that sarcasm at my level plus. Example, this morning I, I had a, a, a few gifts that were on the table when I came out of, kind of, came out of my bedroom. And one of them, which I, I love, our schools are great because our schools give our kids these templates to fill out of just Father's Day. They do it for Mother's Day things too. But um, my favorite thing about my dad is, and then you fill in these blanks. And, and one of the examples that Ellie had was, um, what do you love about your dad? And she says, that he doesn't yell at me. Or that he doesn't get mad. And then in parentheses, too much. Um, it's always something like that. There's always those, those endless little, little things that are the little bits of, of sarcasm here and there. Um, but I am the dad that's, that is the one that's yelling, guys, we've got to get these rooms picked up. Ellie, why are your clothes all at the bottom of your bed? Why, why are these clothes not in your drawer? And then they walk past my bed where my clothes are neatly hidden away so nobody can see that they're not in the drawer where they're supposed to be. Those, those things that I lose my mind about, quote-unquote, are those things that I see come out of them. Max. I don't, I'm thankful we don't use multimedia up here to give you a visual. But I went and picked up Max from school on Friday. And... You don't get to see, like, you stand at the door and, and they, they let the child out. Um, you show them your ID, they let the child out. And, and he came out. And I guess I should describe this first. Max's best friend in school is a little older than him. Um, his mom is Puerto Rican. His dad is Irish. So he is like a Puerto Rican leprechaun. He's got long, longish, curly red hair. Um, and has all the gravitas and, um, I don't know, uh, just do, you know what I'm saying. Like, he's got all of the, the gravitas of a, a, a big Puerto Rican kid. 
nicest little boy ever. We, we, there's, we love him, but he has got style, and he's got earrings, and he's got chains, and he is not what you would expect for a little kid from Westvale. So Max comes out of the doors of the school on Friday. He's wearing a jersey, a, a, a jersey over a long sleeve shirt. He has on sweatpants with athletic shorts pulled over the sweatpants. He has his brother's hat turned backwards, and somewhere along the line at school, somebody gave him a, a flag day, like, chain necklace thing, and he's wearing that. I took a picture. I, I, they opened the door. I looked at him and went, what on earth are you wearing? And all the teachers laughed because they knew that was going to be the reaction that Dad was going to give him. And I had to think. I said, I don't know where that came out of me. Like, the, the mirrors of, like, I, I see the mirror in Ethan. I see the mirror in Ellie. And then there's this, this Max part. And so what I was, and I, as I was listening to, uh, I listened to a podcast about parenting later in the day. And it said, don't automatically take, how does it say? Don't automatically take those things you don't expect as rebellion. Because just be, you, you look at your child and you look to see the best version of you in him. You don't necessarily look to see who he actually is and who he's trying to be. And what struck me was, what, what pieces... We quickly corrected his, his outfit, I'll promise. But what aspects of the things that are exciting to Max, the things that are influencing to Max were things that influenced me. Maybe it wasn't the way that I dressed as a kid. Maybe it wasn't trying to push the envelope in other areas. And, but this, this other little friend of his that's influencing him, what was the thing in my life as a kid that was influencing me? And what do I have to adjust as a dad that, that tampers or, or softens or directs the influence that is so strong in his life? Am I too focused on something else that I was missing the fact that there is this influence in that little guy's life that I didn't realize? And it's harmless. I'm not, it was not a big deal, but it was, a, it was a strike to me about, you know, what was my, my first reaction was, what on earth are you wearing? And he laughed, and we kind of laughed about it. And that's where I, I, I had, this, this verse had been in my mind already. And I'm like, is this... This is, not a, this is not a situation or a moment where I need to come down and um, admonish this guy. What's, what's that going to do? What is that going to do? Am I prepared, though, to, to redirect and give him some direction as to, okay, this is how we should dress. This is how we should do these things. And it's a, it's a flippant little example. It's not, um, it's not a... a earth-shattering kind of thing, but the, the piece that struck me was this having a sensitivity to, to the individual and being able to speak to the individual as opposed to just with big gener generalities. It would, be, it would be easy if he got up in the morning and, and you know, dressed like a little Bible salesman, and I would take pleasure in that, and it would be great, and he'd go looking so handsome. But is there some kind of creativity that I need to be aware of 
Because those little things that the devil could use at some point in his life to draw him about, if I'm not keenly aware of them now through relationship, I'm not going to be able to help lead him and direct him and teach him as he, as he grows. It says that children have to obey their parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, that thou mayest live long on the earth. If I want my children to, to honor me, what does that look like? Did I honor my parents as, as a kid? Um, I don't know. I think I was obedient. But I don't even know what, what honor is. I don't know what that means in the context of, of your children. I don't want to provoke them to wrath. I don't want to, I don't want to drive them to a place where they are, are fearful of me. I don't want to drive them, drive them to a place where they're um, not trusting in, in me or in, in my house. But, but honoring. I, I don't know. I wonder what the expectation is there, I guess. And I, I'm being act, asking that just as a rhetorical question for myself, that Do I honor? Do I honor my parents? Sorry, I'm having a uh, my my mind has has lost me on that spot. Going to have a, a a shift change here. I I I really lost my train of thought on that spot. Investment and influences. At Christmas time, we, we often get these letters that come with your Christmas card that say what's been accomplished in a year. And families will share that, you know, so-and-so graduated from kindergarten and they've done this, and there's, there's all these different accomplishments. And some of them are, are, can be really humorous. Um, and, you know, some families I know even make it a, a point of trying to be pretty humorous. There are other ones that you read and, we, you know, you kind of title them the brag letter. Um, and so we don't, make a, we, we don't send a letter out, but the thought came to mind the other day. Um, one of, well, Ethan. Ethan came home and, and shared that he had been named the student of the month. And we all were, were just thought that was awesome, that his, his school recognized him as a student of the month. And a little later, I was up at Burnderry, and one of his classmates introduces himself. Hey, Mr. Freund, it's nice to see you. Did you hear what happened with Ethan today? And I said, yeah, Charlie, I thought it was really neat that Ethan was recognized. He said, you know what, it was so much fun. I heard his whole class cheering for him. And then the other kids in, the cl- in, in my class were cheering for him too. And I was like, I am on cloud nine. I thought that was the, the greatest thing. And Ellie was, was named to an all-star team for, for softball. And again, I'm on cloud nine of these, these accomplishments. And, and I had to think, I was like, you know what? That's the kind of thing that, you know, you, you, I'm going to put it on Facebook. I'm going to put a post on Facebook that I'm so excited about the things that my kids have done. And it's not guys that I'm not proud of you and I don't want to tell everybody about it. 
But I had to, to wonder about the, um, the joy that I take in my children's accomplishments. Do I also recognize the investment that needs to be made and, and how, that goes, how, how that needs to, be, to, to go about and the perspective that we need to have? The, the phrase that I, I, I heard somebody say was, um, when we're dealing with our children, we're looking at long-term, long-term investments, not day trading. We're looking at long-term investments and not day trading. And the example was given not necessarily through the accomplishments that our kids make, but through some of the struggles that they have. It's easy to look at the investment and say that, man, got named as the student of the month, and wow, got recognized as an all-star, and the investment is coming back, that there's these these wonderful individual accomplishments that are had. But you know what? There are struggles, too. There are struggles that we all have, and, and having to recognize that we were born with a sin nature, and they're going to be there are going to be times in our lives and in our children's lives where there are problems and there are areas that we stumble. And that the failures in the moment are not a reflection on eternity. They're not a reflection on the full picture, but are just those, those almost those statements, those investment statements that we get. That, you know, the return for right now is not what I was looking for. It's not, not what I was expecting. But just as, as our Heavenly Father is not looking at us in the individual moments of life, but is looking at us in the value of, that He has placed in us as His eternal creation, that we have to reinvest, we have to dive back in as a dad in those areas where I haven't done as good a job as I should have. To know that I, I get another month, I get another statement, I have to reinvest and see in those spots that, you know what, I didn't, as the child grows, as our, as our influence over them changes, um, the way that we interact with them, the things that we need to invest in, the, the areas that we need to double down on change and need to be expanded and need to be adjusted. And that we have to take those opportunities as the Lord lays them on our heart to, to as it says, in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, the, the one um, bring them up in the way of the master was one phrase that I saw. Is let's provoke them not to anger or to wrath, but bring them up in the way of the master. As our as we grow in the Lord, he he works with us differently than he did as we were a child. In the same way that working with Max is a little bit different as a younger child than it is with Ethan as he grows. And some of the things that he starts to experience and some of the influences that he sees around him. And that's when I can be so thankful that we, you know, there are so many of these experiences in life that are, are going to be new to me. And especially as a, as a youngish dad, I guess I can't say younger anymore, that there are other godly influences around me that can come alongside and help give some, some direction, some encouragement. I mean, so many times it's there have been, all of you, have shared even directly with the kids on experiences that you've made and given them inspiration in different spots. I mean, I, I, I think he's not here, so I can pick on him a little bit. Uncle Uli, I, I think that his favorite thing, maybe it's not his favorite thing, but at least as far as his interaction with us, 
I don't think I've seen him more excited than hearing that Ethan's going to take some golf lessons. He was so excited he came to a baseball game with golf clubs to give to Ethan. And now every time we see him, he needs to know when are the golf lessons starting and can he go golf, golfing with Ethan. Relationships. Those are the things that took place in, in my younger life with many of you. Um, spending time at a basketball game, spending time going out to dinner, having those investments that recognizing that there are, there are experiences that I as an individual father haven't made and that you as fathers and grandfathers and uncles and aunts and grandmas and moms have made and, and can speak just a little bit more influence and, and maybe give some more perspective to their developing lives. And I'm so thankful for that. And I'm so thankful that we grow up in a, in a place where we can trust it. You know, I, when we first moved into our house and we saw the single man that lived next door and really didn't know that this was a, a single old man in a kind of a decrepit house with a dog. You didn't really know what was going on in the house next door. I remember Ashley, you know, she's, she's a little nervous about these things to begin with, and she's like, I, you know, I, I wonder if, I think she even said, I wonder if he's a predator. How far from a predator has Mr. Steve become? Not become, he never was, but have we found him to be? The, I, I won't belabor it. The, having God place those people and those influences in our lives to add to the witness of his love beyond what just we as parents could do. Coaching. I can't tell you how many times it's happened in the last couple of weeks where we're, we're coaching our kids, myself and another, another dad. The other dad cannot coach his son. He, can't, he cannot correct his son on the field. It doesn't work. The kid just tunes him out completely. So I, he always asks me, well, can you go talk to Alexander about the X, Y, Z? And in similar ways, there are things that Coach Dave can say to Ethan that get a reaction and get a change differently than the way that I can. And that's why there's going to be times in our lives, there's things that Dad has probably tried to tell me many times that I kind of put off to the side. I, you know, fine, yes, I know better. But sometimes those things come from somebody else in these benches or somebody else in some of our other benches that can speak truth to us be, just because the, the voice is different, the, the experience is different. And yet, because of the common faith that we have in the Father, we have this uh, trust that can exist and should exist and needs to exist and will continue to exist. So, what about the phrase, these are all our children? What about the president making this, this statement? I can be very frustrated by that. I can, be, I can pull all kinds of political tones and throw them on that and dig my heels in and, and make some big political statement. The question that it, that it raised for me was, one, am I, am I as a father, as I, am I as a man of God, taking my responsibility for my family 
seriously enough? Or do I too often play fast and loose? You know, I think in, in, in years gone by, um, I think I can say this, in years gone by, I think as a, as a denomination, we probably were more, and just as a product of, of persecution and how, how our fellowships developed, we were more fearful of the outside. We were more protective. And as life has gone by and as, as life has developed, um, living in this country with the blessings and the protections that we have, I think we were probably less protective, found that we didn't need, need to be as protective. And there have been other influences that have come in around. I'm still so thankful, I've already said it, for the confidence and the trust that I can have in the influences that my children find here. But it's probably made me a little too comfortable with some of the other influences. I talked about how you know, I've, I've been impressed by the other coaches that we found. I've been impressed by the other families that we found in our school district. And we're just having dinner with some of them Friday night. And we're commiserating, not commiserating, but, but talking about how, how wonderful it is to see um, family groups that are still together. And I got home that night and was sitting with Ashley. And I had to think, you know, it, it's a little shocking that the thing that we're thankful for is that there are family groups that are together. Like that, that is, that that's the amazing thing. It used to be that that was a given. It used to be that when you talked about um, things that you were thankful for, it didn't have to be that there wasn't some wild influence upon your kids or that the influence that you see on TV is not what you're seeing in front of you in the school. And so the the thought that has come back to me numerous times in the last couple of days is there are influences around us that we can't control. And there are things that will be in the world around our children that we can't combat all the time. But those things that I can, those things that I can place in front of my children, those things that I can uh, direct them towards. We, we were in Beverly Hills last week and we're talking with one family about you know how neat it is to see our kids together and that they'll get to be together at camp and you know we we relayed that you know at at home we don't have other families that are exactly our kids ages they have their their cousins but the older kids there's there's nobody exactly their age and we said how thankful we are for some of our our friends in school and and so on and so forth but we also recognized and the 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 phrase was i think ashley said it she's like well i think we're going to be a lot like Mom and dad, when I was a kid, because it was similar for my age. And what did we do? We got in the car and we made the influences around me, my friends in Ohio, my friends in, um, well, mainly Ohio, some in Canada, but my friends in Ohio and Canada. And those are the folks now that even their parents can be some of those influencers around me. But I have to recognize that that is a change in my family's path right now. Right now, for a long time, it's been easy just to be at home and and stay here and make friendships um, in our our neighborhood and all of that. But but now, as they grow older, we need to to build up those relationships with brethren in other places and make the effort and recognize that that's going to be a little different than the last phase of our lives. Because... It's my responsibility as a dad. It's my responsibility as as a husband and a father in my house to watch 
the influences around me and around them. And I would suggest as a church, if the kids aren't in your house anymore, um, no, it's, it's not that you have responsibility for mine, um, and yours don't live in your house anymore, so you don't have 100% responsibility for them. But know that as one of the younger ones coming behind, that we appreciate so much the responsibility that you do take in, in shepherding and guiding and influencing these younger ones. It may seem like a small thing. It may seem like a small thing to, to, to talk about history with Ethan or to talk about um, drawing things with Ellie or anything you want to talk about with Max. And I'm, Max is a good boy. I'm not trying to always talk about how he's the wild one, but those influences matter. Believe me, they matter. They matter because this morning... When you gave one of the kids the opportunity to stay home because one's at home and the other one wasn't feeling the best, and mommy said, hey, do you want to stay home? You can if you want. They said, no, 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 I'm going to church today. Not going to church today because they're going to go play with, they're not going to go play basketball outside, they're not going to go play hopscotch outside. They love their cousins, nothing against cousins. But they came to church because that's where God wants them to be. And God wants them to be there because of the influences that are around them. And their influences are important. And it's why when you ask them, are you sure you guys want to jump in the car and drive eight and a half hours and go, well, of course we would go to Uncle Tim's wedding regardless. But if you ask them if they wanted to go to the same thing to drive back to Michigan next weekend, they would do it in a heartbeat. If you ask them, would they rather go on a cruise or go to Eastern Camp? It's not a question. And that's not because mom and dad have done a great job at this point. I'm thankful by the grace of God that they're turning out the way they are. But because of the influences that are around them, because of the influences that speak truth into their lives, um, this was not supposed to be emotional. And spoke truth and influence into my life um, and into countless other ones. And so I just pray that as we, um, as we look at Father's Day, sorry, this is more corporately or, or collectively uh, speaking to us as a fellowship, but as we look at a day that we celebrate the fathers in our lives and in the men of God in our lives, um, I just pray that it would be a day that we could be reminded of the blessing we have, the responsibility we have, and that at every age, at every stage, of yours and my life, we have a responsibility to continue that investment. We don't get to retire. Just in the same way as I, I, I can't use the same parenting manual for the next five years of Ethan's life as I used for the last five years of Ethan's life, and I cannot use Ethan's manual on Max, there is a purpose for each and every stage of our lives as believers. And not only do others get the blessing, of seeing that exercised. But we get the blessing of being used by the Lord and, and, and in some ways and in some... Um, we get the blessing of being able to be used by the Lord. May the Lord bless these words.